Welcome aboard Dice Wars, a Yutini role-playing production. The Patreon show that dives into the wide world of published Star Wars RPG systems. Grab your favorite dice, photocopy that character sheet, and open up the theater of your mind for the journey ahead. And now, welcome your Game Master, Caleb Laminak. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dice Wars, a Utini role-playing production. My name is Caleb, and this is the show where I and several members of the team play through various published RPG systems created for the Star Wars universe. We are in the current story arc, The Famine of the Soul, playing the Saga system, our Saga edition. And I'm joined by my ever-wonderful players, who will quickly uh, go ahead and introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Gia. I'm a writer for Utini, and I am playing Rook Jarini, who is a teenage scoundrel and outlaw tech and um, has grown up orphaned on the streets of Karelia. I am JG Kars. I'm a content manager here at Utini. I am playing TZ8, which is a repurpose, a magna droid that is no longer um, a soldier and fighting a war anymore. And I'm Emmy. I'm a writer for Utini, and I'm playing a character called Lancer, and she is a female Twi'lek who um, has inherited some difficult feelings from her past and is trying to work through those now. Excellent. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the uh, the opening crawl of our third episode here. Alright, uh, so a little re- brief recap and where we were going here. Alright, our trio of buzzards find themselves in a race hosted by a gang of smugglers. The prize, if they survive, is a meeting with the boss who can shine more light upon their investigation. But an infamous race course lies ahead, the Mandalorian Asteroid Course. Once used to hone fighter pilots to a razor's edge, now only the best speedsters can hope to make it through undamaged. The party are at their controls and are ready to hit the gas as soon as the Nova Claw exits hyperspace. So once again, to kind of give a bit more of a recap, uh, you're traveling in the uh, Plasteel Pride, the uh, space station that is you know, in a very slow hyperspace, uh, you know, tunnel to the Mandalorian uh, section, the Mandalorian uh, orbit. Once it, the uh, objective is, you've kind of gotten a rough itinerary. Once you arrive, you immediately undock from the station and start racing towards the uh, the uh, the speedway course. You know, you are to camp you know, the objective as it's lined out in the little data package you got. You know, you jump into the uh, into the uh, Race course, you know, start at pretty much just right at the uh, normal starting point, make one lap around, and then make it back to the station before the uh, feds can really get too uh, up in your um, up in your business there. So the plan, you know, you know, once you drop out, it's a pretty like it'll just be like a pure acceleration race. Just go as fast as you possibly can. You're one of eleven ships here, so there are ten other ships. Okay, and if I remember correctly, our goal is not necessarily to win, it's just to survive until the end of the race. As long as you make it to the end of the race, that's what the uh, the smugglers promised you'd get a, a meeting with their boss. Okay. Alright, I foresee us using a lot of our force points tonight. <laughs> well, I was about to say, well, Lancer, you are at the controls with your uh, co-pilot, uh, Rook is also there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. TZ, where were you hiding at? Um, TZ is gonna just listen to Lancer, and if uh, TZ needs to like man a gun, man man do something, uh, TZ is there, gonna just do that. 
just for the sake of everyone here, there are several control uh, stations throughout the, uh, the the Nova Claw here. There's the pilot and co-pilot, which can work together. There's also communications, a uh, uh, engineering kind of base, so in case you need to make engineering checks. And there's, like the Millennium Falcon, there's a dorsal and ventral gun. So there's two uh, guns that um, you can dash back to and take control in case you need to blast away asteroids or uh, rivals or anything like that. I feel starting out probably would be end up in the engineering room, but might make his way towards a gun if necessary. Uh, perfect. You're kind of there watching over the shields and making sure power fluctuations are good. So, uh, you know, that's at the, um, the uh, blue light of hyperspace, uh, kind of fades away as you all, as the dampers kind of slow your, as you all kind of push forward in your seats there, uh, and the race has started. So, Lancer, you're at the main control, so why don't you go ahead and give me just a piloting check to see how quickly you can get up to speed. Okay. Well, let's see how tonight is gonna go. Big money. Wow. Okay. It's not going bad. It's not going bad. That is a 25. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Like, everyone else seemed to be doing pretty well. Like, everyone is driving well, but uh, you are now uh, in f- as near as you can figure, maybe even third place here. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. The, uh, you know, there's, uh, like, a large grouping of, like, various stuff. The the ships range from, like, you know, there's a few snub fighters to a few, like, almost larger, like, semi-bulk freighters just without the the freight itself. So there's a pretty wide variety of ships here, but the front runners seem to be about ships your size, like a, a Camp Millennium Falcon, you know, YT series uh, there. So, um, you know, the one that is in front of you is the ship as ID as indestructible, while the one that's kind of nearing up on your, uh, you know, coming in behind you is one called Three Ports Down. So you're in third place at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm definitely instructing TZ to keep an if he's in the engineering room to keep an eye on the um, uh, shields because I am fully expecting anyone behind us to shoot at us, and I'm also going to tell Rook to um, keep an eye on all of the ships that are like within close distance to us. Okay, Rook's new to this piloting thing, but she has wanted to do this for as long as she could breathe, so she is trying her utmost best to um, do everything Lancer says and keeping a really sharp eye out. Perfect. All right. Well, the, uh, as you, this, that first check was for like the initial speed thing. Um, that kind of sets you up in a good position here as you, uh, you know, start banking towards like the, uh, the asteroid belt goes throughout the entire, like, uh, Mandalorian system here. So as you approach into the first uh, leg here, of which there are six sections, six legs of this uh, mm-hmm. race here. This first one is labeled as the gravel path. So as you kind of dip down here, there's like little buoys that are just floating in space that are lightly uh, flashing as you pass through the uh, checkered start uh, area there. Various like automatic alarms start to blare and, you know, coded like automatic messages ping your uh, system like warning. You're entering a restricted area. Only racers, you know, you will be met with uh, you know, extreme force if you do not uh, dip exit now. I'm assuming you're not going to pay attention to that. Mm. Mm. I might yell at T. I, I think I'll yell at TZ and just say, uh, like, get this off my screen or something like that and do my best to ignore it cool. because there's no fixing it now. Exactly. All right. So the first leg is called the gravel path. Uh, clouds of fine dust and rocks will count be able, will be able, 
pelting like your way here. There's no like direct pass through. So mm-hmm. it's it's really based on your uh, deflector shields. And mm-hmm. so you can either barrel straight through them or try to take a, a path through like lighter spaces. But that requires some, that'll require a pretty high uh, uh, navigation check. Or mm-hmm. you can just uh, use TZ there to uh, try to tune the, uh, the uh, deflector shields to the right speed. Yeah, I think first I'm going to tell TZ to um, to uh, put the deflector shields at, um, <laughs> ideal, ideally in the front. All right. So, TZ, I feel like that's either going to be a computer use or a mechanics check. <laughs> Let's see. Um, cool. A compu- Is there a computer skill? Oh, I see. Yes. Use computer. Yeah, yeah they're, they're both meh. So. Well. And good thing when this section, even if you're mad at something, you still get a little bit of bonus. So TZ is a is a combat droid, you know, you, <laughs> not necessarily flying, but you are a droid. Well, yeah, like I said, proving my point, it's a four total. All right, All right. well, you um, you you look at the uh the shield readout, like hmm, like shields are very important, so you just put more power to it. Um, it that it doesn't. I'm not going to say you blow out shields or anything, but like the um. With at your current pace, the uh, shields you know just kind of ping off and like tons of just you're, it's almost like you're uh, entering atmosphere. It's like tiny little rocks hit your shields; they just instantly burn up instead of getting deflected out. So it's not exactly the most efficient way. So with that, the uh, let me make a roll for them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, three ports down uh, comes up and passes you, and now it's uh, there in front with the magnetic death behind you. Okay. Can can we see anything, um, or can we tell anything about uh, their shields three ports down? Um, that would be like maybe um, you're a little busy flying. Maybe if Rook yeah. wants to make like a perception check or a scan yeah. check, there. I'm gonna tell Rook to do that. Okay, I'll make a perception check, and I have a 18 plus a seven bonus, which is 25. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. I think you're like you're being a little bit more tactically or you know mechanically minded. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I just realized my, uh, yeah, uh, your camera's frozen. My camera's frozen. That's fine. Uh, but the, being a little bit more mechanically minded, there, you definitely can start seeing the uh, the like how they have it applied and how everything should, you know, the frequency. Maybe not like mathematically perfect of how it should be going, but you definitely have a better idea of what. Um, uh, where it all should be uh, started there. So yeah, um, with that, um, you know, with that, you can go ahead and maybe uh, re-roll our uh, t- TZ can roll again one more time to get uh, that started there. I can and... also tell him what to do. Yes. There's no assisting or any bonus like in D&D. Is there in this one? Uh, not in this edition, no, but I will give you a benefit to that. Uh, it's better. It's better. He's a good listener. It's a nine total this time. Nine total. Okay, with that, I would say there we go. Uh, with that, you uh, you don't lose too much more positions as you make it through this uh, bend here, but you don't necessarily take uh, get more um, uh, ground here. So three ports down is still uh, in front of you. All right, that's the first of the uh, six legs down. The next one is called the core shot. Uh, various hollowed out asteroids uh, provide the most direct path. So these are huge, like almost like derelict moons that have been, you know, floating through here, but there's looks like worms have burrowed out large sections in the middle of them. So in order to uh, make the best time, you'll have to ride straight through those 
those spaces. Or if you want, and a lot of people are doing that ahead of you, but you know, it's also going to be a real tricky one. If you mess it up, you could take some damage. So Lancer, you're, you're in, uh, on the, uh, yoke there. What are you going to do? I'm going straight through. All right. That's a uh, pilot. Play this game how it's intended to be played. <laughs> okay. That is a 26. 26. All right. That definitely gets you where you need to be going. So with that, you are, um, you know, shooting the, uh, the moon stream, shooting straight through those spaces there. Absolutely no problem. Yeah. You, um, the other racers do seem to be doing pretty good here. Let me pull up my notes here. Um, you know, there's definitely, um, there's a lot of like calm shatter here behind you. Uh, but then you, um, the, uh, the ship that's behind you, the magnetic death, you know, they're just, you know, they're shooting the shit. They're just, you know, making various uh, bad remarks and, you know, insulting everyone. But then they say, oh, wait, target lock. What's what's that? And then their uh, comm goes out as uh, you a large blast uh, um, rings out behind you. And uh, a override uh, goes over all the comms. This is the Mandalorian um, fighter patrol craft uh, gauntlet for you are in violation of sacred uh, Mandalorian rights here. We're going to have to ask you to either leave or surrender your lives. Rook looks over at Lancer and says, holy force, this is crazy. Uh, this is maybe not what we signed up for, but again, we're in it. All right. Uh, so TZ and uh, Rook, you are both, uh, you know, Lancer's a little busy for this section flying away, but now there's a, um, uh, a strike craft that's uh, trying to get a, a zero in on you. Is there anything you guys would like to do to try to uh, to fend them off? I think uh, Rook suggests that TZ takes one of the guns and Rook um, makes her way to the mechanical room since that, if she's needed there. That sounds yeah. like a good space. TZ's yeah. definitely going to go towards the gun. Lancer is definitely down for this plan. All and right. Rook, if she sees TZ, um, can Rook move back to see TZ and talk to him? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Talk about okay. free action. So Rook puts both their hands on TZ's arms, and she looks at him, and she says, I know you're not programmed for violence anymore, but we have to do this. We just have to get through this, and I need you to to protect us, TZ. Do what you have to do to protect us. I will protect my friends. All right, you got this. I'll take over here. You take one of the guns. Lancer definitely shouts back once she hears that you guys are like conversating and not immediately running to things. She's like, Rook, Electroid to get on the gun now. And you can tell that she's like freaking out at the pilot in the pilot's chair. All right. So, uh, TZ, uh, would you like to make a shot? Yes, I would. All right. That'll be in a ranged attack roll here. That is fantastic. Give me one second here. Trying to find it on my sheet. Where is it located on the sheet? Uh, on your sheet, it should be under. Uh, if you don't have a specific weapon already lined up there, it'd just be your base attack bonus. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I feel like you're, there's usually something around here. Defenses. I'm not used to this character sheet yet. That's a good point. This is still our third session here. But yeah, yeah, you just take your base attack bonus and then add your okay. dexterity to it. Perfect. We love to see that because I'm good at that. Uh, 
dice was cocked, and that's even worse. Um, eleven. Um, eleven. Like you are definitely. It's been a while since you fired a blaster of any kind. You're much more of an electrostat sort of mm-hmm. person. So as you're, you're, it's taking a while to you know track around and get used to how the uh, fine tuning of this works. So uh, the gauntlet craft isn't necessarily dissuaded from you, but you do manage to keep them from getting a target lock. We'll say that, but definitely no hits have been scored this uh, section. All right. Speaking of sections, uh, next up is, well, Leo, conveniently enough, it's the uh, shooting gallery. It's how it's uh, what it's called there. Uh, This (laughs) next leg has many uh, like medium sized asteroids, about the same size, maybe, of like you know, X-wings or Tie fighters, kind of smaller rocks that are moving around, and it's going to be kind of tricky to uh, navigate through all of them. Or you can just start blasting them away with the uh, with the cannons and make um, your path a little bit more direct. So, um, you know, we'll say uh, we'll go back to you, TZ. What would your reaction be as you're entering into this uh, section here? I definitely don't think he's going to stay. I think he's going to definitely stay on the gun still and. Um. Yeah, I think he'll 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 just stay where he's at, and then we'll take any shot that he has. Now, shooting at the asteroids there coming in to make the path easier, or going to shoot at the uh, at the uh, fighter behind you? Probably at the asteroids because he right, probably yeah. has an easier shot at hitting that. <laughs> make it well. Uh, make a attack roll, then. Let's see how you do. Uh, much better. Twenty three. Twenty three. All right, that's actually pretty good there. Um, yeah, you uh, with your. Now as you're used to it, you like Lancer as you're uh, powering through the engines, you feel like a little pinch of uh, nervousness because you're you know there's a lot of like moving parts that are like intersecting with your, your uh, anticipated course. But then with a flurry of fire, there's like six sh- you know the next six uh, asteroids just completely uh, disintegrate away as you know you hear TZ um, chortle as like several your paths forward is a lot more um, a lot more open. Go ahead and make a pilot check. That's another 26. Wow, you're actually really good at this. Yeah, you yeah. are speeding straight <laughs> through this uh, uh, space. Absolutely no problem. Uh, Rook, what would you like to be doing during this time here? You mentioned you moved back to the mechanical side. Yeah, I think Rook just wants to boost all the shields since TZ didn't um, completely get the job done as well as Rook could. So she wants right. to direct more energy to the shields. All right, yeah, make but- a use the computer or mechanics check. Okay, I've got a twenty-six. All right, perfect. You um, you know, you can't. Oh, my bad, I'm wrong. I've got a sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, that's a big difference. So yeah, uh, you sorry. still do a pretty good job. Like you know, I wouldn't say TZ like messed up, but it, you definitely you know, you definitely see. Oh, this needs to be a way better optimized. Mm-hmm. So you can't rearrange some uh, directions here, especially and you get a couple. You know, you put an extra layer on the rear uh, as the uh, gauntlet fighter. Yeah, scores a direct hit on you, but thankfully your, you know, your shields managed to uh, avoid it. But oh, nice! Uh, behind you, the uh, the uh, you know, you get another like target lock as the they're trying to lock a missile onto you, and then the uh, the gauntlet craft behind you is uh, shot out of the sky as the uh, the crater four, which is the ship that's now behind you, has now uh, destroyed that one and is now trying to you know, gang up and get a little closer to your, um, onto your tail there. With your good flying dough, you have now passed three ports down. So that's now behind mm-hmm. you, as well as the crater four. Now in front of you, off in the middle distance is the indestructible, the, the 
one that's in second place. Okay. And um, how are we basically the main target of the Mandalorian? Uh, um, looks like yes. You can't poke your head to the like the main sweep sensor way. Ray looks like there's an entire Mandalorian like you know fighter wing that's trying to engage with you with, you, with all the racers. There's probably about four or five more like enemy ships that are trying to engage with the various freighters. Okay, I got you. All right. Uh, so that was the shooting gallery. Uh, next up is you're halfway through. Next up is the magnetic pole. Uh, you're kind of getting to towards the uh, as you make it through the middle plate point there there's a massive rock it's almost like the size of a miniature moon there um as your sensors start to fuzz out as you get closer to it you realize not only is it like a massive just literal rock of iron they mm-hmm. put like you know power into it so it's turned itself into a slight electromagnet here so it'll be pulling your ship like really dangerously close to it and you see pot marks of various crash speeders and uh spaceships uh pot marking the uh the the outside of that uh, place. And then, you know, you have to either like cut really slow and get around it or try to cut the far way around. So you avoid its pull there. Mm, Okay. Can I see what the ship directly in front of us has chosen to do at all? Uh, Right. Let's, well, let's, let's see here. The indestructible. Roll the natural 20. So um, yeah, you see it gets like, like it looks like it's barreling almost straight at the at the uh, rock there, kind of towards its far side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as it gets like right closer, it, it activates its afterburners and uses like its um, you know, the uh, the speed to kind of slingshot around the rock itself. It does mm-hmm. scrape off its paint, this uh, layer of paint there. It gets so close to the rock, it scrapes off. But the uh, indestructible manages to uh, you know, perfectly uh, you know, cut a, a path around there and make some pretty great time. If you want to keep uh, catching up to that, that might be what you have to do. Okay. Um, I think Lancer takes like a split second to consider the options and realizes that if she, in her mind at least, if she doesn't try to enact that same plan that they took, she's they're probably going to get blown out of the sky. Um, so I'm going to try to do the same thing. All right. Um, Yes, that I will definitely take a pilot check. But before you do that, would uh, you know, TZ or Rook, you know, you see this like big sort of uh play coming on here. Is there anything you would like to do to try to assist, like you know, you know, try to find like the after, see if you have any afterburners or anything else like that on this on the ship? Yeah, Rook is wants to think of a way that she can boost speed and power to the ship. So maybe she might need to divert power away from the shields. Um, she, Brooke wants to somehow give Lancer more power to slingshot around the the big rock. All right. Uh, make magnetic a magnetic pole. A what check? A, me- a mechanics check real quick. Okay. All right. 21. Perfect. All right. As you're like, you know, you, you sit, you, you rush back to the pi- to the co-pilot's chair and like look around um, you're uh, rewiring things, and then you notice, uh, Rook, that there's a like a, almost a hidden like panel as you slide it back there. You see what is marked as a slam uh, drive or a or a sublight accelerator motor drive. It's kind of a very heavy aftermarket unit here. Um, Lancer, you had no idea this, that this was on the ship. You figured sublight you know, no, um, accelerator what? 
uh, sublight accelerator accelerator motor or acceleration. Awesome. Motor. It's um, you had no idea this was here, Lancer. You had figured that your old uh, your old uh, owner had probably upgraded pretty heavily, but like he never really had a chance to tell you all the ins and outs of his system. So it looks mm-hmm. like Rook found a quick little uh, option here. So with that, go ahead and make a, a pilot check. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. That one is a 10. A 10. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, you rocket towards it with, with this very dangerous uh, kind of looking at, uh, accelerator. You get really close. You get really close. Then you realize, oh, this is, uh, you're like, you, you're pretty, you're sure you can make it until like the last second you realize, mm-hmm. oh, this is actually like really terrible. So you like rotate the, uh, the ship really quickly because you're in a YT uh, 2400, which so the cockpit is like way out to the side. Mm-hmm. And you realize that your cockpit was about to slam right into the rock. So you twist yourself up there as your entire base is like rocked here and your the entire like bottom of the uh, space is um, your, the entire bottom of the uh, place is taken care of. TZ, what, uh, which gun would you gone to the, uh, the ventral or the dorsal? Probably the dorsal. The one on the bottom? Yeah. Cool. Um, Lancer, which way would have you assumed to uh, spun the ship? So that the bottom was facing towards the, uh, the the place there? That's probably your normal reaction, right? I hate to say it, but it probably is. Cool. All right. Um, let me see. roll to see how much damage this takes. <laughs> Rook looks at Lancer and says, we could sure use the force right now. All right. Uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, you do take a pretty gnarly amount of damage. Not enough that your uh, your speed is going to be hurt, but uh, TZ, you are going to like the uh, your your gun is like completely scraped away and like ripped off uh, from your space there. So I'm going to need you to make a fortitude saving throw. Oh, we could do that. Sorry, TZ. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need to make sure I not open my mouth before I say something. That's a natural one that leads oh, to a total no. of 13, though. TZ, I feel like you're like a cursed droid. Like, I don't know if you've been able to roll above 10 this entire, like, campaign yet. It's 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 been rough. Yeah. TZ, well, TZ's had a rough life. <laughs> well, hold on yet. Well, it's about to get a lot worse, because you take 27 points of damage. Thank goodness he is a tank. Oh, God. Yes. Rook okay. it hurts yelps, a cries lot. out. There's a lot of sparks and a lot of just uh, smoke, and it, it's not pretty. But TZ is a tank, and he's still he's still on his two feet and and going. Good for oh. you, TZ. Oof. Um, I'm, I'm at 21 right now. Okay. That's, okay, close. that's not bad. No. Um, the uh, the crater four that the ship that was behind you. Uh, craters into the uh, the asteroid and completely uh, evaporates out. Well, at least um, we didn't do that. Exactly. So there's that. All right. Uh, now it is leg part five here of this race, and that's going to be the uh, the straightaway. It's just a wide open space here, so it's all about acceleration, open speed, and it's trying to get away with as much as you possibly can. How many legs are there again? Uh, six. So after this one, there'll be one more. Okay. And Currently, you are still you are in, still in third place. Uh, the indestructible is right up ahead of you, and often in in front of that one is the uh, the front runner, the fearless. 
As a as a reactionary, am I able to head uh, already head over to the other gun? Yeah, that'll be just a move action, so okay. that that won't take you any problem. Okay, so cool. you can absolutely move to the other gun there. Yeah. Um. You know. You know. I'm assuming we're just race ch- chunking away here. Um. As I said, it's just a pretty straight away, so you don't even have to do much uh, fancy flying. So, uh, TZ, what would you like to do? Um. There's nobody that's like shooting at us, and there's no Im- imminent danger at the moment. Um, let me roll for the uh, the man. Ooh, yeah, the Mandalorians have uh, reappeared, and there's uh, two trying to like swoop in. One's maybe shooting at you. They just seem to be taking. They're going a counter to you, so they're just shooting like up at you guys as you're coming uh, down the track. I'll take a I'll take a shot at them. Cool, uh, Lancer. What would you like to do? Um, I think Rook already. Uh diverted most of the power to like our speed anyways so i think lancer is just gonna trust tz and focus solely on the course ahead of her now just because i feel like this make a fun dramatic moment here mm-hmm. you did just bang up the uh, a bit of your uh, your uh, mentor ship here like do you it's a straightaway here like do, what's more important like keeping maintain the thing or quickly poking your head back here to see if you uh if you can maintain, if everything's kosher, everything's still holding back together back there. I think because Lancer knows that this mission, the completion of this mission is what um, her essentially, not master in the in the way of Jedi, yeah. but like, you know, essentially her master, her, her uh, mentor, um, would have wanted and would have been essentially one of his dying wishes. Um, so she's going to ignore that for now, even though it does affect her emotionally, but she's, she's pushing aside all emotion because she's like very overwhelmed with the current moment and what, what is being asked of her right now. Excellent. So go ahead and make a, a piloting check as you just uh, pile everything into speed. And that is a natural 20. Oh, so nice. A 20 Woo-hoo! total. 28. Perfect. All right. And TC, go ahead and make an attack roll. I got a 23 total. 23. Okay. As the uh, gauntlet fighter comes, like, barreling towards you, you rearrange your uh, blasters, you know, calm down, squeeze the trigger once, twice, thrice as the uh, as the uh, gauntlet fighter loses one, two, and then, well, it only has two wings, so it starts, you know, it quickly dips out of the, uh, the uh, plane here as it falls out of the, your, your space, no longer able to rearrange there. So, uh, with a natural 20, that does give you a burst of speed here as you pass the indestructible, and now it's just you and the fearless as you uh, enter into this final leg, this final lap here. Well, uh, not lap, but leg here. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. Um, this last one here is the hairpin curves, a series of deep switchback curves, meaning that control and braking are here, are going to be super essential. So, um, uh, Brooke, what would you like to be doing do during this uh, action here? So there's just one Mandalorian fighter left on our tail? Yeah, and it's kind of doubled back through and has, like, you know, add up another uh, poor um, uh, one there. The, uh, the Black Comet is now uh, Black Comet Dust. I'd say that uh, Rook is actually really scared. She's never been on a flight like this, even though she wants to be a pilot. She's excited, but she's scared at the same time. And she really doesn't enact violence much. But so if there's just one fighter left, she thinks TZ can handle that. She doesn't really know what to do, but she's a mechanic. And 
a tech person. So her inclination is to go back and see if the ship's damaged at all and if she can help with that. But she's yeah. also torn because she wants to learn to fly. So maybe a, she looks at Lancer and asks, hmm. Lancer, do you want me to go check on the mechanics? And so you I think, just take a bag scrape. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think Lancer would be very grateful for um, something like that. Okay, so I'm a pretty good mechanic. I'm not a, a ship mechanic, but I'm still pretty good. And I have hung around the shipyards of Karelia. I'll go back and I'll check things out. And do what I can. All right. Excellent. So uh, you can poke your head back there as you, the uh, violent hairpin turns begin here. So you're almost you know, buffeted back and forth, Rook, as you can't struggle back. Again, the uh, the dorsal gun has can't been uh, ripped up pretty badly there. So it, with a mechanics check, you can start rerouting power. Just make sure you still have shields underneath there. So that'd be a, a good mechanics check there. Okay. So I'm going to do a, I've got a 23. Okay. Wow. You guys, you know, I'm glad two of you can't roll, but most of you can't roll. It's either like you get like a 25 or like a seven, like that. Yeah. That <laughs> two options here, but yeah, but with a, would you say 23? Yes. 23. Okay. The good news is that the gun is actually still there. It's just like held on by like a, a, a like a strong, like cabling tether. It's unusable here, but you do actually manage to, you know, retract the, uh, the gun back in. So eventually after this race is done, you'll be able to reattach it and you won't have lost any firepower. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, TZ, um, there's a Mandalorian behind you. Would you like to take a shot at that? Or, as I said, there's only one ship ahead in front of you, and that's the Fearless. Uh, do we know if there's any, if there is any bonus or prize or winnings or anything for winning this uh, little show? Not that you're aware of, but, you know, you do get to come in first place. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Uh, and where's Rook right now? Like, can TZ like say, like ask for like advice? Like, if uh, Rook is work- busy is working is busy working on the uh, the cool. guns. That, so it's all TZ. So it's it's all it's, on TZ. So, like TZ, what are, what are TZ's morals here? We haven't really gotten a deep dive here. <laughs> like, now um, that you're back in shooting things, is the desire of violence like rising within you? I would definitely say that once he gets that successful hit, uh, hit his his light his eyes have flickered from the blue that is. Um, been very common around with Rook have flickered red um, to back whenever he was fighting and protecting Grievous and the Clone Wars. Uh, so I think there's definitely a little bit of that violence coming out right now, but I think he ultimately knows that they need to win the race uh, or not win the race. They need to like survive the race. And so I think he's going to shoot at the Mandalorian. All right. Make an attack roll. Even though like above the table would be really fun to shoot first place. Um, it's going to be a 17. All right, that clips the Mandalorian. Like, its shields take it out, but it, you're definitely keeping it away from you so it doesn't actually uh, get a good shot on you. All right, Lancer, can you, this is the last check that you can make here. Let's yep. see if you can bring it home. Not terrible, but not great. I got a 12. There is the Force. Yeah. With Force points, do I can I, like, retroactively use a Force point, or do I have to you- do it before I roll? You have to do it before I tell you the result. And with the, this one, force points you and add a d like one d six worth to the uh, to the total there. Oh, okay, okay. Then yeah, I'll use the force point to add right. to my twelve, and I'll use this classic d six that I just bought. Ooh, okay, fancy. 
Okay, that's a four, so it takes it to a 16. 16. Let me see what they... Uh, let me just make sure of this. Force points, nine, page 92. Make sure we're, we're at our range. We're still just getting one. Yeah, yeah, you just won't get one. Okay, with a 16, you definitely, like, you feel like you're um you're on top of the thing. Like, you're, you're swerving, you're swerving, you're swerving. Like, you feel like you're solemnly back and forth, and you're slowly gaining on the indestructible, slowly mm-hmm. gaining on the indestructible. You, you know in, like, you know, in four turns, you'll be in front of them. In three turns, you'll be in front of them. In just one more turn, you'll be in front of them. And but then the uh, the finish line appears, and right before you can overtake them, the indestructible passes first and gets uh, takes the first place uh, position. You're a quarter of a second right behind them, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, despite everything you rolled, they got a seventeen, so. Uh, <laughs> They just barely, barely managed to, uh, to eke out in front of you there. So uh, with that, though, the um, the Mandalorians don't exactly break off their uh, pursuit there. But as you uh, as the uh, as the um, people uh, as the smugglers finish off the lap and rocket straight back towards the uh, Plasteel Pride, you know, there's various whooping and hollering and congratulations there as you race back to the space. Um, even though you might have just committed a pretty major cultural crime, you know. Once you're on the uh, pride there, like it's like its own technical, um, you know, um, traveling planet, so they can't really be persecuted while you're on board. Um, so the uh, the the Mandalorian fight gauntlet fires take like a few like spattering shots at you and pull off their pursuit and you know grumble that there'll be uh, there'll be consequences for your actions. <laughs> um, I think Lancer is. Uh... As they're rocketing back toward the Plasteel Pride, she cannot believe what just happened. And I think she uh, essentially has the the ship in autopilot going back to their dock. And she runs to Rook and to TZ and just, like, pulls them both into a hug, which is very unlike her. Rook says, are we actually still alive? I don't even know. As she I, says that, there's a couple sparks coming off of TZ. <laughs> Rook turns immediately to TZ and asks him, are you okay? Don't worry, I can fix this. Droids are my specialty. TZ just nods. I think Lancer is, like, over too overwhelmed with, like, joy to say words. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, that's it. You definitely had pulled off a kind of a miraculous... Victory, victory is a good word for this. You you survived the uh, Mandalorian Death Squad half after you, and probably the most dangerous uh, you know, bit of piloting that Lancer has ever actually done. You know, Rook, you got a taste for um, uh, for a uh, you know, high speed piloting. There was that everything you had ever expected and wanted growing up on Corellia, seeing where these ships would go. It was wizard. It was absolutely <laughs> wizard. And now Rook is hooked and definitely wants to fly and wants her own <laughs> ship someday. And TZ. How, how was it like shooting guns and killing people again? Uh, TZ is definitely, uh, surprisingly for a droid, especially a droid that's made for killing, um, is actually very mortally conflicted right now. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as you uh, rocket towards the base, do you get a calm from the... Uh, from the cheap smuggler that you were talking. Well, that was a 
that's a hell of a race you guys just did there. So you guys more than earned that meeting there. <laughs> Our boss will be there. Uh, he'll you'll be uh, meeting him uh, at the uh, at your docks. No problem. He'll be uh, just uh, dock up there, and he'll be there in a moment. Okay. Roger that. Wow, Rook says to Lancer, this is our chance to really get some intel. Lancer takes like a a big like heaving breath and sigh and everything and um, just looks at Rook and TZ and is like, I don't know if this is where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to learn, who we're supposed to talk to, but I'm glad that you two are on my team today. Rook's eyes are just huge, and she looks at TZ and takes his hand and squeezes it. Um, And then Lancer does also say, uh, Rook, don't ever fly like that. (laughs) Does this mean I can have more lessons when this is over? If you can fix the guns, we'll talk after that. I'm on it. Perfect. All right. Um. With that, you guys pull back into the uh, docking berth that you've already been assigned to as camp, as I mentioned, the camp, a nice private one. So as you kind of dock in there, you know, uh, you know, a line extends out. Um, as you you, um, you can have check the uh, outer like canvas there. There doesn't appear to be anyone there waiting for you. You can have hand a camera right, nothing left, nothing. Well, there's that droid that you uh, that you that was out there, the loader droid that was there when you first uh, docked, but nothing else. Now that some of the excitement is wearing off, Rook is thinking about her long-lost brother, Bishop, and the poster that she saw on the wall inside the red um, casino. Yeah. And she just really wants to search all the databases that she can and try to hack the Imperial system and see if she can find his records and what information they have on him. As soon as she gets a chance, she doesn't want to tell Lancer really yet. So she's just Um, keeping an eye out for a chance. Most of the Imperial um, uh, hauling out and all like that is kind of on a closed axis, but there is an Imperial, um, well, for one, there's an Imperial ship that's docked here, but there's also more importantly, an Imperial consulate on the uh, ship here on the place here. So maybe if you sneak on board or can get inside the consulate, you'll have a much better chance of actually being able to make that connection and, and raid their data banks. Hmm. Okay. Would there have been time that uh, Rook would have been able to address some of TZ's uh, damage and do some repairs? Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's been a, that would be Rook's first priority. So let me see where it, where it goes to droids about how droids heal. Yeah, I don't remember on the top of my head. And droid tech is my top skill bonus. Perfect. Um, da, 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 let me get down here. Droids lines, droid systems, creating a droid hero. That sounds like where I should probably be at. Uh, droid traits... Behavioral inhibitors, non-living repair. Using the mechanic skill. Uh, but Okay, so page 68. I love seeing a reference and then having to go to a different reference. <laughs> favorite thing about rule books is circular logic. Okay, here we go. Mechanics. Handle explosives, disarmed device, set down air, jury rig, repair. Repair droid. Yeah, but uh, repair droid. Spend an hour making a DC 20 mechanics check. 
uh, restoring hit points equal to the droid's character level and removing any persistent uh, conditions. So yeah, go ahead and make a repair check real quick. Okay. And then add my droid tech bonus to uh, that? Yes, absolutely. I have 32. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, like, if you did better than 20, you could probably get more. So yeah, go ahead and give yourself three times your character level of hit points back, uh, TZ. That is three three times what? We're your at character five, level. right? Character well, level five. I think we're on level uh, three, aren't we? It should be level four. three. So level I would get eight, nine uh, points back. Yeah, you would get nine hit okay. points back. Sweet. So we are at the probably be so able good. to like self repair like internally. Droids do have like a little bit of internal he- healing, kind of like a, a human being. But uh, yeah, that definitely gives you a jump start there. Um, as I said, it takes you guys a little bit to get that repairing done there. But as I said, as you poke out the window there's just that droid that you know that loader droid that you know hooked up your uh, your refueling space and got you refueling up okay i think lancer is going to go outside the ship and wait in the dock area and especially look around for any of the smugglers that they've spoken to already um no one else seems to like after a couple minutes like no one else seems to be appearing like no one none of the uh, smugglers appear none of the other um you know, no one else is walking down the hallway. It's just you and the loader droid. For a moment, she does have a, a thought of, is the loader droid the boss? But then it passes quickly. Um, huh, okay. I'm going to go back in the ship to Rook and TZ while I assume Rook is working on TZ and everything. And let's mm-hmm. just say, I heard him correctly on the comms, right? He's He said the boss would meet us at our dock. Oh, I don't remember that, Rook says. I thought maybe we had to go back to the pink noodle bar to meet him. I don't remember them. When did they say he'd meet us at the docks? I'm a bit frazzled. I thought he said, they said as soon as, as we finished the race. Mm. Hmm. Why don't you ask that loader droid out there? Maybe he knows more than you think. Uh, Never TZ. underestimate a droid. TZ's going to speak up and say, uh, I have a bad feeling about this droid. Oh, really? Lancer um, tells TZ, why don't you go talk to him? I already tried that. So Rook has an idea because she has a hidden force, the secret force psychometry ability. Rook says to Lancer, why don't I go talk to him? And she plans to rest her hand on the droid and see if she can sense anything, any ill intent. Uh, sure. Yeah. Go ahead and make a you you know, Rook poke, pokes her head out. The droid is just kind of like it's like you know tiny little head on the big body. Kind of looks down and looks at you there as you walk up and put your hand on it. Make a use the force check. Okay. TZ was not about to be set up again by Lancer, a la episode one or whatever that was. I had a twenty-seven. <laughs> sorry, sorry, twenty-seven. That gets you yeah, everything within the last week. So yeah, this uh, droid, you know. <laughs> Lives of droids are usually pretty boring for most people. You like droids, so like it makes sense. I love droids. Kind of, you know, they're kind of a hardworking, you know, uh, loading, unloading sort of things. But then you realize that this droid has a one hundred, like knows literally everything that has come into this space station and everything mm-hmm. that has left from the space station. It also had real. You see, it has tons of communications with every single person that you just saw, and including all the people that were in the uh, in that race. There, you know, the magnetic death, three ports down, a bit longer, the static sleep. Like every single one of these people, like the captains, come up and talk to the uh, to this droid here. 
Rook's head is just kind of spinning with this discovery and she wants to just snatch the droid up and drag him to the ship and make him hers. Um, but she tries to search through the force to see if she can sense the boss man and what the if the droid has come into contact with him. Um, no, the droid, let's just say the droid has not come into contact with the boss man. Hmm. Yeah, that's if that's what you're looking for. It's like, well, where's the boss? You do not see the boss anywhere in these. Uh, okay, and then I look for my brother, Bishop. Uh, definitely not there. No. Hmm. Wow. Droid kind of looks at you, and it's like eyes narrows down a little bit. You see, he has a little like a uh, uh, service ID of T Lane. Of T Lane. T hyphen L A N E. What is that? Uh, that's his. Uh, that's his designation number. T Lane. Rook pats him on the shoulder and says, "T Lane, I know you're a hard worker, and I just want you to know that I appreciate what you do." And I appreciate your fine flying. That was very impressive. My boys really did uh, put you through the ringer, didn't we? Yes, you did. They gave us quite the challenge, and. Um, what doesn't kill us just makes us smarter. Exactly. Um, the higher-ups never think about getting a lower life form a second glance. Never underestimate a droid is what I say. They don't well, know how are. special you really are. You are wiser beyond your words. So Rook's not sure if she should confide in this droid or not. Um, she's really tempted to go back and and talk to Lancer and TZ and get their opinion. Um, she glances back at Lancer and just kind of shrugs, but I think Lancer is Lancer like in earshot of this conversation. Uh, it's outside the airlock. So maybe not. So okay. I think Rook's going to trot back. She's going to tell um, T lane if he, that she's just, she'll be right back. And she's sure. going to trot back to Lancer and talk to Lancer and TZ and then tell them this droid knows everything that's come in and out of this station in the last week. Every ship, every person who's spoken on comms. And suddenly Rook realizes she just gave away a little bit of her force power. Um, so she kind of tries to cover and says, well, at least that's what he told me. <laughs> but I'm not really sure what to do with that information. What do you think? He told you he has this knowledge? Well, kind of in a roundabout way. I mean, he didn't mean to, but I have incredible powers of perception, you know, Lancer. I wish you'd have more faith in me sometimes. You are so I didn't good. hear... Okay. Did he say anything about the boss? He doesn't know the boss. He hasn't been in, well, I don't know if he doesn't know him. I mean, I kind of just gathered the last week of what he's experienced, but he hasn't seen the boss in the last week. Does he know who the boss is? You know, I don't know. I couldn't gather that information. Does he know who the boss is, Caleb? Like you didn't ask him. Darn it. <laughs> All right, I, was, I think at this point Lancer leaves the ship and she's going to talk to this uh, droid herself. 
I think Rook was just so overwhelmed with like the flood of information that she mm -hmm. didn't know what to do. And now she looks at TZ and she's like, what do we do? And then um, she runs after Lancer and kind of motions for TZ to follow. All right. Then, yeah, the three of you are now outside the airlock as the uh, big loader droid camp, like, you know, again, like looks at you and says, well, actually, he doesn't say anything. Um, Rook turns to Lancer and says, Lancer, I'd like you to meet T-Lane. He works very, very hard and doesn't receive the appreciation that he deserves. Okay, yeah. Um, hey, T-Lane. Greetings. So, yeah, No, I don't get the, the uh, recognition that I require, I deserve, but definitely get the recognition I require for my job. That's it's good. Very, I hope it's that very, does. very important to be under the radar in our line of work. I agree. Now, don't you think that someone, say, like the boss around here stays under the radar most of the time? Oh, absolutely. Yes, that is the primary way you should be to maintain the boss uh, ship is by maintaining a under-the-radar appearance. And when was the last time you saw the boss? There's like a, a kind of a slight moment there. Is that a metaphysical sort of question? Because... It's not much time that, you know, that, you know, I take for uh, looking in mirrors. Oh, God. I, I knew my original thought was correct. <laughs> I knew it was. <laughs> but have you ever seen a, a, a robot, a droid having, you know, control of their own, uh, you know, smuggling ring? That is a little ridiculous, don't you think? That is why I have been so successful. Lancer Rook. definitely straightens up a little bit and feels a bit bad about how she's spoken to this droid so far. Um, and also earlier, whenever I talked over you, JG, I, Emmy would never talk over JG, but Lancer <laughs> yeah. over TZ. <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, she's like, oh, oh, okay. Actually, that's brilliant. Um, I commend you. I'm Lancer. You should. Pleasure. My name is T Lane. T Lane, it's it's been a long time coming to meet you on this ship. Not um, really. You've only been parked here for less than forty eight standard hours. That is actually true. Um, I must I, admit, I was a little disappointed when uh, Kusa was not here. What happened to him? Um, I'm very familiar with your ship. Or sorry, he says I'm very familiar with his ship. It actually is kind of sad, that whole story. Um, for better or worse, Kuso is no longer with us. And this is my ship now. But oh. I hope to pilot it in a way that he also would have. Well, fast and dangerous and through a uh, Mandalorian minefield of uh, death definitely is a Kuso trait. So, good job. That definitely really makes Lancer happy. Living up to his uh, mighty expectations. So, how can I, a humble smuggler droid, assist y'all? Well, we're actually here to solve a murder. A murder? Yeah. Um, the Duke? You're familiar with uh, Duke Suzuki? The Queen's Why, uncle? Yeah. He was on. He was a very astute individual, and we talked many a time. Did, was he aware of your status? 
He was quite aware, and I wouldn't say he encouraged, but he definitely did not discourage. He sounds like a fine man. He was. It is a shame that he passed away so suddenly. He was murdered, Rick Blurts. Rook Blurts out. Murdered? That makes a degree of sense, knowing what I know. What do you know, Rook Why says? Does that make sense? Well, he communicated with me not two days before his unfortunate murder or passing or murder that he was curious about the local prices for various goods here. Uh, Nothing is too far out of the way except for one very odd uh, exception, which is a metal used... uh, uh, in some shipbuilding and mainly used for collectors, but its price has been skyrocketing. Price gouging, Rook says. Normally she's much more quiet around people, but it's easier for her to talk to droids than um, other sentient beings. Exactly. Dunium prices have more than quadrupled over the last standard cycles. Dunium? Dunium. Dunium. Can Do you I smuggle like dunium? A- Normally, we, that's not something we have been covering, but it seems like that's something we should be branching out into. He was asking about various illegal, uh, or less than legal activities going on, but when he heard that the price of dunium had so ballooned, he was very uh, interested and left my conversation. And then two days later, he was dead. Who's in charge of the price of dunium? The price is as fickle as the weather, or so I'm told, but uh, various buyers have been buying up all over. Can I make like a knowledge check to see if I know anything about dunium? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, make a, just a general knowledge check, I'd say. Okay. While this is all happening, TZ is just, like, observing all the information, watching the mechanical language of T-Link. Because, like, he already, TZ has already expressed his disconcern for the story well before this discovery. Um, true, true. He's just observing everything and taking it all in. That was a 16. 16. All right. Uh, real quick, did you, JG, did you want to make a uh, gather information or perception check here? I would love to do a perception check. That is really high for check. for for uh, TZ. And Sorry. sixteen was what uh, the result you said. <laughs> that is a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Good. Good. Uh, good. There. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty-five perception. The reason his voice is so badly modulated all the time is. Like, he has an aftermarket, like, vocalizer put in there. So, like, it d- normally these loaded droids don't even have a vocalizer. So it's something that was, like, attached later on. Um, this droid seems to be, like, it's weird for this, for any droid to have, like, this level of, like, self-propulsion, propulsion for, like, a better term. But they are definitely very powerful. They're, like, they're, their internal track must have been, like, in- upgraded a couple times here. You don't think they work for anyone, but they definitely, and they're kind of on the up and up, but they're not deceiving you. At least not consciously deceiving you. Rook asked T-Lane, um, does any of the dunium come in through this port? Um, 
before I get to that, let me actually uh, quickly, Emma, you got oh. 16 on uh, your Dunium there. Yeah. So what Lancer oh. knows about Dunium is that it's, um, it's mined in a few locations throughout the galaxy here. It's mainly used for, it's weird that such a thing, it's not like a luxury item or something like that. It's mainly used for like, uh, it's for extensive shipyard building. So, um, you know, like, m- military-grade ships would be, like, the main reason people would be stockpiling Dunium in such massive amounts that it would cause the price to so quadruple there. Okay. That feels very mm-hmm. Empire to her. Uh, that, that, that they're the only ones that you know that are building warships. Yeah. Alright, and then, or, uh, what was that question? Rook just asks Kaylane if the Dunium comes in through here. Oh, T-Lane says, uh, Dunium does not uh, usually make its way around these parts, but we have seen a couple of scraps come through and then leave to other places. Where it goes to and who is buying them, I'm afraid I do not have the records. She looks at Lancer. Do you think, do you think the Duke knew who was buying it? I think the Duke either wanted it for some reason or wanted to know who was buying it and he wasn't sure. I th- well, if the Duke really did die, then what he probably killed him was knowing something that he should not have. He was a very curious man. If I were not such a gracious guest in his abode, if I knew he, that he knew what he knew about us, I would have had him executed. Why didn't you? Because he was a good man, and he would not have ratted us out. Why not execute us? Because now you have committed a major international felony on our behalf, so you are trustworthy people. (laughs) Lancer laughs at that. Plus, you used to work with Kuso, so, you know, his word is to be believed. I agree. Well, T-Lane... We want to find out who killed the Duke. Well, I might have some leads for y'all. There are two of them. One I think you might be aware of, and that is the mysteriousness of the Red Tide Casino. I see everything that comes in and out and have access to various accounting softwares. Mm-hmm. The Red Tide has been consistently losing money. For as long as it has been in operation. So you think it's a money laundering business? That seems like the most appropriate uh, concern. Mm. Okay. I would talk to their owner operator to see if they know anything about dunium mining or other illicit activities. That's a good start. What about lead number two? Lead number two is less of a lead and more of a giant ugly slug. The Lady Ga, the hut lord, is trying to muscle into territory. They are making a bid for various uh, casino front properties here and are currently staying at the... Let me actually... Um, where, which one? At the uh, Capital Suite Hotels. Uh, with my, if you would like an introduction, there's a kind of a beef like whirl and then like I have a tiny little hidden thing, a little uh, data card pops out here. With this, you should be able to get access to Lady Ga and you know press her for information as a member of my smuggling operation. Okay, Lancer takes the um, 
the thing and immediately hands it to Rook, the data card. Using and, that, you, you know, you can get inside of the operation and ask as many questions as you want. TZ asks uh, Tulane uh, about going back to the Red Tide, uh, inquiring if we have a contact name for the owner. The owner of the Red Tide, uh, there it is. As her her name is Neko uh, Case, N E K O C A S E. Um, Rook says T Lane. I knew you were special. I knew it. Thank you for helping us and for helping the Duke. Well, I can't help the Duke now. He is dead. Who programmed you, T-Lane? Because you are a very original being. I am a very original being. I was cobbled together from many uh, droid parts together. Uh, My original frame was simply this of a loader droid. But many, many, many years ago, a previous smuggler decided that he should upload and keep me as an accountant droid as well. Uh, unfortunately, the smuggler was not very good at his primary duties. He was an excellent, you know, uh, droid repair man, but as a smuggler, he left some desiring traits. Unfortunately, when he was captured, I took over his uh, facilities and then found my way here so I could continue his primary directives. Rook looks over at TZ and raises an eyebrow, like, wow, interesting. May I inquire, just for my own personal uh, gratification, what lead do you think you'll be uh, pursuing first? Rook looks at Lancer. I want to talk to the casino owner. The Bonson Neko Case is a very uh, well-known singer-songwriter. She she will be performing later today. I'm sure after her performance, she'll be more than happy to answer some questions. All right. Lancer, um goes to shake the droid's hand um, and she turns back to Rook and TZ and says, yeah, the, the loader droid hand like comes out and like yeah. the, the hand itself is like the size of your torso so it's like a little comical shaking is there I love that. <laughs> okay um, she says thank you T Lane that actually was the most help I've ever received from a smuggling uh, ring lord so wow we are usually a fairly gregarious bunch to our own people, which now I count you as. So don't go betraying my trust, and we will continue a lucrative uh, coalition. I think that's that's about as good as I could expect. Excellent. Well, have fun chasing down the murderer. You can count on us, T-Lane. As I count, you know, waves goodbye as you uh, continue on and I guess the next stop is going to be the Red Tide Casino, right? Yeah, I think Lancer wants to force uh, Rook and TZ though to go back into the ship and everyone get into um, like the nicest clothes that we own. Perfect. So, I think next next issue, next session will be a little bit of a casino uh, night here. So uh, Mm. I'll dress up if you guys do. So with that, we'll go ahead and put a pin in today's episode. So again, thank you long so much to our listeners at home for following along. Uh, Stay tuned for next week for uh, episode four here. And as always, may the force be with you all. Bye now.